Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. Michael and I will share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again?, for more information on Michael or myself or forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, your co-hosts, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. Hi, and welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, May the 17th, 2016. And our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. And we would love to hear your comments and your questions, because that makes this your show. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, dear heart. Welcome, everyone. We're delighted that you're here to, uh, to share this time with us as we... Pursue the understanding of just how life works, and in particular, how our minds work, so that they can become the most reliable servant possible. One of the things I think that's really important to understand about the human mind is that it is an evidential device, and that means that it only gives you the evidence that you ask it for. When you realize that all perception is a construct, it's something made by the mind, we're not looking out through our eyes at the world out there. We're looking at a picture painted on the inside of our eyeballs that comes about inside of us uniquely as a result of the information that we receive through the one-way valve called the eye. Information, energy comes in, nothing goes out. The pictures we see are constructs of the mind. And the mind does its best to be a faithful servant and give us what it is that we want. And so there's some interesting Harvard research that says that in a time frame where 10,000 brain cells fire, that is there are 10,000 measurable units of electrical activity happening in the brain, the max amount of information that goes into conscious awareness, into that world you see, is nine bits of data. And the nine bits is selected according to the instructions that you give your mind. So the world you see is made up of evidence that is indirect. That is, we're not seeing the thing out there as it is, We're seeing the things that we see through the filters that we hold and the evidence, the pictures that come forward always first and foremost tell us more about the content of our mind than they do about the world we think we're looking at. So evidential nature. And I'm going to leave our comments at that for now. Uh, hopefully, uh, we're going to have Julie to chat some more today. And uh, the last couple of days, we've run out of time. And so we're going to cut the comment section short and uh, and go to the phone. Sir. Well, actually, let's go to Dr. Tim first and see how the young man's doing. Dr. Tim? I'm doing well. Did I get my mic turned on? You're with us. Awesome. What's exciting in your world? What kind of things are you seeing? What's What's happening in Chicago area? Well, somebody sent me a picture of a brand new baby that was born at 624 this morning. So that's Ooh, lovely. Neat. That's exciting. New life is happening all the time. Um, I mentioned over the weekend I, I listened to um, 
the uh, show from two weeks ago last Friday several times over the weekend and was just amazed at how it resonates with the Guy Finley work we've been showing and uh, Abraham's work. And so that, that triggered some brain cells in me. So this morning I listened to a two-hour segment of um, Wayne Dyer interviewing uh, with Abraham. And the the level of synchronicity of the message that we are this energy of love and when we align up with that energy, we all have access to it and it raises our awareness and gives us insight. And it was just, I just kept hearing one radio show after another woven in through this two-hour interview with uh, Wayne Dyer and Abraham. And so it's just, Wonderful synchronicities happening in my life, and uh, I'm glad to be sharing it with people, and specifically the tool that allows me to dismantle the stuff that's less than that energy of love, this forgiveness tool. So I'm just grateful to be on the team. Well, I hear you loud and clear, and I'm in full agreement. I have such gratitude for the fact that this is what we get to do to make our way in the world, that we get to continuously engage in the understanding of especially forgiveness and how awesome it is to share the path with so many people who are moving in the same direction and in truth that, you know, there's one voice in the direction of truth and, of course, whichever set of lips it happens to come out of it's unique but if it's truth it's all from the same source and uh, it's it's uh, it's an awesome privilege to get to do this work and to serve people with it agreed well anything happening in in your practice that you're seeing patterns in that you might share with us today well the, the biggest pattern is is trying to interrupt people with the um, he made me, she made me. I had somebody I was working with this morning, and they were trying to do some support work for somebody in a 12-step. And the person I was talking to was talking about this third party who had gone out and relapsed. And they said three different times, so... His wife said something that upset him, and so he went out and relapsed. And each time I tried to catch the the wording of the person I was working with and say, now, did you understand what you just said is that his wife upset him, said something that upset him, as though something outside of him could cause the upset? And then did you realize you implied that something she said caused him to go ingest a substance, and it took three attempts to break through that pattern of conditioning and denial. So that's that wove its way through, you know, two different sessions today, and certainly is is a theme every day. But that's the the biggest one that's in in my mind right now is that it it took multiple repetitions for me to help somebody see that. Somebody saying words that I don't want to hear can't possibly cause me to go out and destroy my body with a substance. And yet, that's exactly what our culture conditions us to believe. Certainly, it's a uh, the listening to our own language is a skill that's so important to learn because the the way that this denial can sneak into our our language and into our thoughts is so subtle and for those who are perhaps new to the show whenever one speaks or thinks in terms that has them believe that something outside of them is the cause of something happening inside of them we define that as denial and that 
denial leads us to literally creating a whole level of mind that is not even natural for a human being, this whole state of an unconscious mind. And as we clean up our language, we are more and more able to be in touch with the hidden parts of our minds. And instead of creating our lives out of those hidden unconscious dynamics, we get to play in the universe as conscious creators. And it's certainly a, uh, a an interesting task. And just, I know sometimes I, I just, it's, it's so subtle. And I'm talking about for me in my own life, how my mind can sneak in this little thought that, yeah, well, this one's somebody else's fault. And just catching ourselves at that is such a, uh, a fun process and so important in order to be able to really truly be in touch all the time with everything that's going on inside of us. So I hear that one. Big, big piece of work to do to really watch our language and catch the denials that, the, that we've been brainwashed into holding. So, Jeannie, do we have anything happening in the chat room to be aware of or anybody out there in uh, in phone land with a hand up in the phone queue? Nobody has their hand up, and so I hope that they press a little earlier because yesterday at the end of the show, we still had two people waiting with their hand up. But, you know, if you wait till 10 minutes before the show's over and somebody else gets in front of you, you're probably not going to get on. But anyway... Um, we do have a little conversation going on in the chat that perhaps you could add to. And, you know, life happens. Um, this particular situation, uh, uh, the lady has her parents who are, you know, elderly, and one of them's going through treatment for cancer and, and all these things. And where do you draw the line about what's theirs and what's yours and, and setting boundaries? And I was just typing and I haven't gotten through what I was typing so perhaps you'll just talk about it I said you know it's fine to be there to support them and to do whatever you need to do to help them with what they're going through without the emotional upset or um, being stressed out yourself that whatever you're feeling is yours and that doesn't have anything to do with what they're feeling that's their work to do and uh, so perhaps you can add to that and help clarify where do you draw the line Well, the uh, the test is simple. How do I tell if what I'm feeling is mine or not? Is I'm feeling it. And a lot of times, especially with something like parents where we're so close to them, there's such a similarity in the speech patterns and the thought patterns that it can be easy to forget whether this is mine or it belongs to someone else. And Especially, you know, if there's a parent who's elderly that's going through trauma, to me it's so important to do my own work so that I can really truly be there and stand as a space of active love. And by being in that space, I can perhaps serve them by the simple fact that I can hear things that if I'm, not, I'm in my pain or my trauma, I can't hear. I can see things that if I'm in my pain or my trauma, I miss. And so to, to really, truly cultivate my own state of being so that I really stand in that connected space of love is such a huge gift to give and to own if I'm in fear, if I'm in trauma about what, what my mind tells me is about what's going on for them, then I'm in fear or trauma, not about what's going on out there, but about what's happening in here. And as I forgive the next layer of that, I can have the clarity of mind to be the gift that they may need. You know, in the, in the world, it's almost like we're taught, well, you know, if somebody out there is in pain and you go suffer with them, sympathy, then you've given them a gift. And my offering is, no, if I'm suffering, 
I'm suffering because inside of me they're suffering, not because of what anybody else is going through. Somebody else's suffering may trigger mine, but the suffering I'm experiencing is my own. And when I can own that, I have a choice. I can remove that suffering and stand as that space of conscious, active, present love. And in that space of conscious, active, present love, there are so many gifts that can be given. There is so much guidance that otherwise is blocked. So that would be my thought in that, uh, in that arena. Dr. Tim, do you have any thoughts there? Well, it ties right into what was being talked about on the Abraham talk today that we really do each have our own lives to live and if we're trying to consider doing something for or to somebody else it's probably just taking us out of it's a way to avoid dealing with our own work and you know once we're in that flow of you know you call conscious active present love the guidance is beyond words and Wayne Dyer kept trying to ask okay but you know I had these moments in my life where it's a huge turning point and and is that angels or was that God speaking to me and 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 Abraham saying listen the point is that guidance is always with you it's always available the question to ask yourself is, why aren't you seeing it more often? And the reason I'm not seeing it more often is because I've been distracted with the pain or I'm trying to avoid looking at my pain or my issues and I'm not doing my own forgiveness work. I'm not slowing down and asking. But when I slow down and ask to be shown, it's the guidance is always there. And it's, as you said, it's just beyond words, powerful and brilliant and loving. And there's a sweet, loving teacher that will never never abandon us if we just ask it to. Show us what we need to learn for this next piece. That's definitely a request to live in. Teach me, teach me, teach me. I'm willing to learn more about what's going on here. And it's interesting that the world kind of teaches that, well, if you're in real pain and suffering, that really shows you care. And I'd offer that's totally a fraud. Being in pain or suffering over what appears to be what's going on with someone else is nothing but denial and dissociation from your own pain and suffering. I have never suffered over what someone else has experienced. I've suffered over the energies that are in my field. If someone else's experience resonates those energies in me, then it can seem that I'm suffering over what they're going through. But it's never, ever, ever true. And a very poor way to show that you care for someone is the way the world would say, well, you know, have lots of pain and trauma around their suffering, and then everybody will know you really care. No. Here's how to show you really care. You stand as a space of conscious, active, present love for whatever they're going through, life or death. It doesn't matter. Can I treat, as one poet said, both of those imposters the same and live? Simply being that space of active love which is where my highest guidance is always available to me. So that's the space of support we're here to promote and to offer to people and to create a space of safety uh, to, to look more deeply at the parts of the mind that aren't in harmony with that so that healing can occur. And our definition of healing in this work is the removal of what never belong. You know, there's a, a great line in the Course of Miracles that talks about the miracle does nothing. All the miracle does is strip away, strip away, strip away, get rid of what doesn't belong. And then human life happens naturally by itself. We don't need to have anything added to us. 
the whole process of the work is the removal of what doesn't belong and, of course, entering into the practice of living as the truth of who we are. And it's an awesome practice. Our call-in number is 646-200-4169. If you are in the phone queue or if you're on one of those stations where we can't see you or you're in the chat room and would like to talk to us, if you give that number a call and then push 1, through the magic of technology, a little hand will go up in the control panel and Jeannie will know that you want to speak to us. And we have a hand up. Awesome. Then let's say hello to our caller. 901, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, give us a name. Where are you calling from? This is Lanise calling from Memphis. Oh, gee, we haven't heard your voice for a long time. (laughs) Yes, it's been a long time. I think it's probably been about, if I'm remembering correctly, maybe a year and a half since you talked to us. Something like that, yeah. It is. Well, it's a delight <laughs> to hear from you. I haven't forgotten about you. Thank you very much. Oh, that's good. We're glad well, that you're remembering <laughs> us. How can we support you okay. today? Well, I've recently lost my mother. She passed away. I took care of her during the sickness and sweater when she passed, and I'm feeling a little traumatized and just like very ungrounded behind all of that. And I know it's got a lot to do with my own issues, but it's happening. I keep having these little mini breakdowns and, you know, just not wanting to do anything because I miss her. And I'm feeling like I don't know where she is. You know, I can't get to her, can't talk to her. It's just my mind is just all over the place and my emotions. It sounds like her passing has opened a space where, you're getting to look at a lot of thoughts mm-hmm. of loss and disturbance. So my invitation would be that you might want to go to the website if you don't have any copies of the worksheet. And for anybody that's listening, if you go to www.whyagain.org, And in the middle of the page, there's a red and white bullseye. Click on the bullseye. A series of links will open. The second link down will open to all of the worksheets that we have. The top worksheet is the current worksheet that we're using in the Why Is This Happening to Me Again workshop. I'd support you doing some worksheets around your thoughts of loss. And those thoughts of loss, when the pain associated with them moves in me, I get distracted from the subtler, higher energies of my own being and the space of open communication with mom who's not in her body. I had the experience in this last year of losing my mom as well. She was 90. Four. I had the privilege of getting to go and spend a week with her before she left. And it was just the sweetest space. One of the things that I did many years ago, this probably goes back 30 years ago, is um, I had some friends that were into arts and crafts, and I got making little, you know, painting little figures, kind of like that looked like porcelain figures. And there were a couple of these figures that I painted for my mom. And when she sold her winter home in Florida, uh, my sister kind of just sold everything with her. And those two little figures uh, disappeared. And Jeannie and I were searching in the store just, you know, when we first got here to Florida. And I found a figure that was similar to the one that I painted for her. And so I bought it. And what I've, I, what I've found for me is that all I have to do is look at that. I keep it at my bedside. All I have to do is look at that, and it just taps me fully right back into the presence of her love. And 
my experience has been, and I was just talking about this with Jeannie maybe 10 days or so ago, is that it's just her, her presence is so fully there. Yes, I'd love to be able to give her a hug, but her presence is so fully there that it's the same experience as if she was sitting there talking with me, literally the same. And I realized that it's because my mom and I, you know, she became involved with this work 40 years ago, 40-some years ago. I'd been doing it for a few years before she touched into it. So we did huge amounts of processing. She used to drive from Canada to Florida and then back again you know, each year. And when I could, I'd take a week off and I'd go drive her to Florida and then I'd drive her back to Canada. So we had hours and hours and hours of processing and she just loved this work. And what I realized for me is the gift that that has given me is that when she did pass, all of the issues, all of the energetic dynamics that we ever had between us that were less than loving, we got to talk about and process out and be finished with. And so when she left, for me, there was simply that connected space of love with her. And what I'd offer is that as you do some worksheets around your thoughts of loss and you give up and forgive your thoughts of loss and the emotional energies around it, is you'll be in that place of grounded love where her presence will simply be her presence. And it won't be about loss for you anymore. Wow, that's the answer. Her presence is there, but I still have, I guess it's the unresolved issues and not having processed a lot of things before she left that really hurts and gets me all emotional. But I guess we can still do do that (laughs) through the sheet. Yes, that's your work. That's your work. And as you give all that up, the only response to her will be the presence of love instead of thoughts of loss. Sounds simple. Well, it's not always easy, but it is pretty simple. It is pretty simple, and it is it is very sweet. Even you know when I when I realize I I can remember younger years when the thought of someone not being there that I knew was just like unfathomable for me, and and elicited such pain for me. That's the way I feel now. It's like, how could things go on without that person? Yeah, that's, I'm feeling all of and that. That's, so what I realize is that's all my loss issues. And as I process mm-hmm. through those, my relationship with my mother does not be, depend upon her physical presence. And as I let go of what, you know, my culture, my genes taught me of oh well if somebody's not there there's loss and my pain is a reflection of those thoughts as I'm willing to forgive those as I'm willing to remove those then they can be in my presence or not and I can still stay connected to the active presence of love and by so doing I'll experience their presence as love regardless the thing that blocks me from experiencing their presence as love is those issues that I have related to them that I haven't worked through yet. So I'd support you doing some worksheets and giving the, 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 the show a call in a couple of weeks and saying, man, I've been really working on that one, and I feel like I'm finished my 77 times 70, and I think about mom, and I just my heart just opens. I just, you know, it's just like, ah, what a sweet space. Wow, I would love to be there, so I'm going to do the work to get there. You got my support. I hold the space. Okay. And I'll call back and let you know about my progress. Yay. Please do that. I feel better already from just listening to you and getting a solution to resolve my issues with this feeling of loss and the pain and the sadness and all that. So thank you very much. 
absolutely delighted. I'm here to hold the space. And, you know, one of the the beauties, there's a, there's a wonderful line in The Course in Miracles that says, millions yet unborn will benefit from the work you do. You know, the culture teaches us pain and trauma around all kinds of things where the events or the things themselves contain no pain or trauma, but we bring them to the party. And when we bring them to the party, we just think they're part of the party rather than there are possessions that we could leave behind. And so I support you leaving behind all thoughts of loss and pain and trauma around the fact that your mom isn't in her body anymore. Okay. I needed to hear that. All right. Delighted. Nice to hear your voice. Blessings. Blessings to you too, and thank you. All righty. Take care. Bye-bye. I'll continue to listen. All right. Fabulous. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Our call-in number? We have two more callers. Oh, awesome. Don't have to announce that number again. (laughs) The next one is also at area code 901. I think it's Brenda. You're on the air. Hello. Hey there, young lady. How are you today? Is this Brenda? Brenda, are you there? I think I heard your voice. Yes. I just barely hear you. I heard just a little quick shot of a yes, but I really can't hear you. If you can get closer to your microphone, Brenda. Well, well, I guess we lost not her, you at this so let's t- take the next caller then. It's area code Okay, we'll take the next caller and call back in again, Brenda. Area code 541, you're on the air. Hi. This must Julie. be Miss Julie from Ashland, Oregon. To get that mute button pushed off. <laughs> there Hi. you go. Hey, young lady, welcome. Well, thank you. Um I'd just like to give a positive report since things have turned. I thought I was in a turning point a few days ago. It's really happening, and I, my willingness contributed to it quite a bit. <laughs> uh, I directed this with Mark myself. You're kind of and I was you're, you're cutting in and out, online. Julie. Oh, Julie. Thank you. You're cutting in thank and out. You. I don't know if there's a different position. We can get a better connection, or the phone may be a little uh, more centered for your voice. Yes, I've been having that trouble lately. How is it now? How is it now? Now, now, now. Is this good here? If I that's stand still. better there. Yes. Yes, that seems to be better. Okay, even now might be a little bit better. Good. Good. Okay. Right on. Stay right. Don't move Thanks. a muscle. <laughs> I'm not moving. Okay. <laughs> it's going to make me focus. All right. So I, um, anyway, I have a really fantastic person that's going to be doing some marketing for me and teaching me how online. And um, and we're, and he walked in my home and said, how come you have two TV screens? And I said, well, that one's too large room too much so I'm getting rid of it and I replaced the smaller one and do you know anyone who wants it and he's taking it as a trade so that's awesome and then um, instead of you know dollar for that then but what I wanted to say really um, in this last week I've met three phenomenal men that have phenomenal minds that are doing phenomenal things in the world and um, that is a really great indicator to me that I'm connecting with the kind of people that I was looking for to move forward with some of the visions and dreams I have. And so my willingness has moved into position to allow this to come into my life, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, <clears throat> And um, I just want to validate something about people dying and that we can still communicate with them. Um, when Monica passed last week on Thursday and I called in Friday saying that that was really resonating with me, 
Um, the next morning, when I went, which was Saturday morning, I went to uh, listen on the archives to some shows that I'd missed. And sometimes I do it from the Blog Talk radio site, and sometimes I do it by downloading. So I had downloaded previously, um, and that takes me to iTunes in order to listen. And why I'm saying all this is when I popped up, you know, turned on my computer, the the sound started without me telling it to, and it was, um, it was intensive from 2012, at which I attended, and Monica Wilson attended also, and it was on the my presentation, and it was kind of validating to me that I actually. I actually know the material and have sort of an exciting way of presenting it, which I tend to go into denial about. But anyway, people were commenting on how they liked it, and I got to hear Monica's voice commenting on her relationship with me, and it was very acknowledging, and it was so great to hear her voice. And it was just out of the blue the day after she passed away. So... Somehow in there, there's an acknowledgement that we shared that intensive together, and I had mentioned it on the radio show on Friday, and it's almost like she was coming back to me with that confirmation. Um, okay, so that sometimes happens with computers, and it's interesting that computers seem to have their own mind, <laughs> but it, it's still energy, and energy can function with energy it can resonate so that's how I'm seeing it and the next day Sunday I went to a Guy Finley presentation Um, he's local to me I have found out recently and he holds kind of a little churchy type class but it's very not churchy but on Sunday mornings I go sometimes now and um, I met someone there who is from Sweden visiting and was showed up at a Guy Finley event because his computer had glitched and turned on Guy Finley. And Guy Finley was unbeknownst to this man before that. <laughs> so Guy Finley came across that guy's path, and he's a scientist and a mathematician, <clears throat> and he's working on some really interesting things that I don't totally understand. But um, so... I thought that the fact that I was there meant that I would tell him about Michael Rice, which I did, and I'm hoping he's going to go online and find out about you. Um, So there's really neat connections going on with our mind and our energy, and I want to encourage people uh, with that. And I've, I've, I've been recently doing my worksheets on letting go of all my good ideas and being right about them and how I think they are going to fix the world. And I'm opening to being guided directly from Rukitakutsha and Holy Spirit and all of those other possibilities that can present themselves to me being more effective and um, successful at the actual goal I have to make contribution to bettering the world, whatever that needs to look like instead of my smaller picture. So um, that's pretty exciting and a fun way to live. I'm uh, recognizing the value of keeping up with my my, uh, worksheet process and my, my, uh, you know, just keeping the clearing out and the cleaning out so that more of the higher-minded, or whatever's necessary comes through to keep me in the direction that I've said to that I want to go, and I'm being supported. I'm also being supported by the Course in Miracles quite a bit. It's just, here in your intro, you know, there are many languages and ways to know and recognize the truth and it can be seen and heard everywhere when we have those eyes and ears to hear. You didn't say it that way, but that's what you meant, right? <laughs> I think Dr. Tim was complimenting you and saying how wonderful it is to, 
to notice that um, the truth can be coming through in any type of form or way or words. The universe is always conspiring to bring you to the presence of love and living as a human being that fulfills your purpose here in the world. And I join with you in being conspired for. (laughs) I love it. It's so... I know it feels so loving. I feel so safe and loved. And I'm in a world where is. there's so much fear. Huh? Go ahead. You live, move, and have your being in an energy field called love. And mm-hmm. all of that stuff that appears to be positive fear, meaning something that actually exists, is just mm-hmm. the space where that active presence of love has not been brought forward. And that's the power of we as human beings, that because we are the presence of love, we can fill that gap. We can, can, can step into the habit instead of, you know, there's an old saying, Ginny uses it once in a while when I make a quick move when I'm driving, and she's like, I just sucked all the air out of the car. <laughs> Fear cannot suck all of the love out of a space. Mm-hmm. But I can cut myself off from the awareness of it and leave myself without the awareness of love, which is called fear. Mm-hmm. And I can always breathe into that space no matter no matter what's going on. No matter what the culture's taught me to believe, I can always keep bringing the presence of love to that. Keep bringing the presence of love. Keep bringing the presence of love until that fills every space in which I have awareness. That's fortunately one of our capacities as real, true human beings. Oh, that's beautiful, all the way you said that. That's so, it is, it is fortunate. And it is, it's, it's a safe, venue here for us to experience more of the love of God. It's just we get to have a fuller, more expanded experience and and keep extending it and sharing it and flowing it. Wow. Even if everybody else is doing drama and trauma. Yeah. You know, it's like the drama and trauma is not required. It's only required if I choose to play it. But it's it's definitely not part of the original plan. We get brainwashed into believing that it's not only part of the plan, but it's necessary, and it comes from outside of us. That's just not true. <laughs> I appreciate all the contribution that you've made, brain cells, Michael. Um, and right. I'm feeling very joined with the uh, the mind that we are. Delighted to be on the team, young lady. Delighted All to have right. you on ours. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> All, All right. right. Blessings. Take Next care. Caller. Right. Blessings to you. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. So, Jeannie, anything else happening in the chat room? Anybody with a hand up? Well, we do have Brenda back, so let's see if we've got a better connection. Hold on just a second. Let me find Great. her down let's the list. Say hi here. to Brenda. Well, she was on here. Hold on. She said her phone wasn't working right, and for me to just look for her number, she didn't press one. And I'm looking for her, and I'm not seeing her now in the list of numbers, so she must have disappeared again. So I'm not seeing her. So... Uh, We have 15 minutes. Yeah, (laughs) we have 15 minutes. So if someone wants to press one, we've got time to take your questions. And I'll ask, you know, I don't, I'm not sure we were quite finished with our conversation uh, yesterday with Julie. And so Julie, if you have any other thoughts around the conversation we were having, we would love to hear from you. In the meantime, I'll, I'll just put out the, uh, the thought that if you're ready to, uh, to take your work to another level, 
Heartland will begin uh, this summer season in July. We'll do a 10-day food fund forgiveness and work program. And that's a program where it's kind of the economy program. You can come for 10 days and have food, accommodations. We do work projects during the day, workshops in the evening, still point breathing on Saturday. And you come and do a whole 10-day program with all the food and everything completely included, and it's 750. And so if anybody wants to come and play and do that, Ari uh, tells us he's got some new recipes. It was really pretty awesome. We did five weeks of intensives in Orlando this winter, and it was like, you know, after 25 years of Ari coming to Heartland and, you know, creating these recipes and preparing this food, all of a sudden, Ari did a whole different food program than we have ever seen, and it was awesome. And so if you want to learn something about food, that's a component of this 10-day program that we'll do. Come and join us, and uh, that would be uh, support in helping us to get the property elevated to the next level of service for the residential intensives. And then once we complete the 10-day food fund forgiveness and work program, we'll step into a nine-day, why is this happening to me again? And in that nine-day, why is this happening to me again, we'll do the workshop, why is this happening to me again, on first century Aramaic forgiveness. We'll do healing through relationships. We'll do communication. Did you hear what I think I said? Purpose, personal power, and commitment. Empowered to heal. Mind shifters, hands-on energy field work, and still point breathing. So we'll do that nine days in an intensive process format with this awesome fresh and raw food and Part of that intensive is that you get to experience hands-on creating this awesome fresh and raw food. And through that whole intensive season, we'll serve nothing that comes in a box or a can. It will all actually be food as it comes out of the ground. So you get to get your hands on it and learn how to prep that kind of food. It makes for, especially when you're doing process work as you're eating that kind of food, it makes for an elevated level of process and gives you an experience of how to shift your taste buds into something that makes for fresh and raw live food being part of your life process. So we'll do that nine day. Why is this happening to me again? And then we're going to do a three day training on understanding and reading the personal code evaluation. So seeing how the personal code evaluation works and what it means, we'll do three days of focus on that, and that's for people who ultimately want to teach or are working with others and want to be able to make use of the personal code evaluation. We now fortunately have that online as a digital program, and we thank you, Mark, for your support in doing that. And the three days will be spent totally focused on what do these 10 different areas of life in the personal code mean? What, is it, what does it mean if I have a challenge of stress management, love for self, love for others, love for truth, freedom from fear, freedom hostility, um, love for laws of living, nutrition, digestion, toxicity, use of will, validity or consistency? So we'll look into how to read that, how to understand it, and how to make use of it as a tool for working with clients if you're working with people and uh, coaching them with this work and working with them in being a spiritual mentor. And so that three days will stand between the why and the 16-day laws of living. And then we'll do a 16-day laws of living, uh, again, residential, fresh and raw food. And law, as it is presented in the Aramaic, has nothing whatsoever to do with the rule of a superior. Law is simply the result of the movement of eternal forces in the universe. And so where most people, when you, you say something like laws of living, they say, well, give me a list, and then I'll know what the laws are. Like, no, no, there's no list. It's not about following the rule of a superior. It's about doing the work that it takes to come into relationship with the eternal forces in which you live, move, and have your being. 
And so it's very process-oriented, very deeply process-oriented. We had an awesome Laws of Living class in um, in Orlando this uh, this past winter, and uh, look forward to the next level of that happening at Heartland. So if you'd like to join us, you're certainly welcome. If you go to why again w h y again dot org up toward the upper right hand corner you'll see a little link that says flyers and if you click there it'll give you all the details on the intensives that will be happening at heartland this summer so we look forward to uh, seeing you there if you choose to connect and we've actually been working on renewing our database Jeannie has just spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on the database, we thought we were going to have this done. We we ended up uh, getting a whole new update to our database, and uh, we thought this was going to be done some time ago. So we had adjusted. We had a uh, a special for intensive registration that if you registered by April first, then uh, there would you would receive ten free DVDs, ten different uh, workshop DVDs. And for those who are taking part in the radio show, we'd actually up the ante so that you receive a full set of 15 DVDs if you register for an intensive. And we had extended that out first to uh, May the 1st and to May the 15th, but we still don't have the mailing out, so we're probably going to extend it beyond that. We're we're still working on trying to uh, to get the uh, the email database in shape for for a mailing. So. We'll be extending that, and if you choose to uh, to join us for the uh, any one of the intensives, that would be either the nine day Y or the sixteen day Laws of Living. Then there's a full set of six hundred dollars worth of DVDs, which will be yours, free as part of the registration. And so, if you want to play with us, come join us. Let us know. Get registered before that expires, and I guess we're going to kind of leave the uh, the expiration date a little bit flexible until we get the database in shape and get the email sent out. So but be watching for that and come and join us. And beyond that, uh, we do have a project. We've got a fundraiser going on that we're working on. We found out that we have to convert all of our DVDs and with the technology of some of our earlier work uh, and the new technology that's around, it's just not an easily doable project. By the time we're complete with that and replicating them, we're looking at about a $10,000 bill to get our uh, our members area up and operating so people will be able to watch DVDs, be able to watch the workshops online. And so if you would, uh, would like to support us with that project, you can go to the website. Jeannie's got a whole section laid out there. And... Basically, there are going to be three levels of membership. There's going to be a $15 level, a $25, and a $50 level. And if you choose to donate to support us in doing that by doing a year of the $15 or the $25 or the $50, instead of a year, we'll give you a bonus year for doing that support in advance and helping us get to the point where we can get all those uh, projects done with the DVDs. So that's kind of a thumbnail of what's happening at Heartland and with the work. And uh, Jeannie's book uh, cover, if you haven't seen it yet, you might want to uh, to go to uh, her Facebook page, which is Jeanette M. Shaw. And uh, the, the cover is awesome. I mean, it's really beautiful. Is it, have you got it on the homepage on the website yet, Jeannie? No, I don't. I do have it on uh, the JM underscore Rice and the Why is This Happening to Me Again. I've got it on those Facebook pages as well. But on Facebook? No, I do not have it on their website yet. Well, we and have we to do get have, it on the website so people will be able to see it. Brenda's back on the switchboard again, so let's see if oh, we can good. connect with her this time. 901, can we hear you this time? Hey there, young lady. Can you hear me? There you go. We got you this time. Okay. I apologize. I My phone is so weak. Connection will stay because it keeps swapping off. But I was going to invite, I heard the lady who called from Memphis, and I wanted to invite if she was looking for support here in Memphis to give me a call. Okay. Well, uh, do you want to give your number out? Uh, do you want to have um, Jeannie posted in the uh, 
in the chat room? How do you want to do this? Well, you can go ahead and give it out right now. Or I can give okay. it out nine zero one six zero four one four eight nine. Nine zero one six four four. No, six zero four. Go ahead, Jeannie. Okay, so it's nine zero one six zero four one four eight nine. So um, if you want to give Brenda a call, she's there in Memphis, and she does a support group. So, Lenise, that would uh, help you along the way there, too. Yay. Awesome. Thank you. And, and yeah, your phone is cutting in and out. Um, it sounds like uh, it's got some challenges. Are you, uh, are you inside of a building? or? I think we've lost you again, Brenda. If you can hear us, Brenda, we can't hear you anymore. Your voice is gone. And so we're down to about four minutes, and it means we've got time for one caller. One person, put your hand up. Got a question for us? How can we support you? How can we refine your understanding of the work? How can you ask a question that helps us to refine our understanding of the work? That's what we're here to do and to – create this awesome community of folks all around the globe who are interested in the first century Aramaic teachings of Yeshua on how to forgive, how to change the content of your mind and truly, truly live as the active presence of love, as a real, true human being. You know, if you've ever held a newborn, you know exactly what love is. How do we get to live as that? And the bottom line answer to that question is you strip away everything that isn't love and it's the only thing that's left. And that's always there preserved for us no matter what's going on in our world. Dr. Tim, any closing thoughts? We've got another three or four minutes. Did we lose Dr. Tim, G? I believe we've lost him too. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll hold him and Brenda in a blessing. And we'll just put out the thought that uh, if there's any way that you can support us, if this show is meaningful to you, if there's any particular show that you've listened to that you went, wow, that's a life changer, we ask for your support. Go to the website, click on the MP3, download it to your computer, or copy the link to it, put it in an email, and send it to somebody else. If you download it to your computer, you can attach it to an email and send it to a friend. Invite people to join the show. Invite people to engage in the process of forgiveness. And if you want a deeper understanding of forgiveness, we've, uh, we've just posted a new video on our YouTube channel, which I am just so delighted to, uh, to have. It is a, actually a Sunday service we did at a place called the Namaste Center in Henderson, North Carolina. And the title of it is ACIM dash, What is the World? What is Forgiveness? And so if you go to whyagain.org, on the right-hand side of the page, you'll see all the uh, social media links. The bottom one is a little square, red and white square with an arrow in it. If you click on that, that takes you to our YouTube channel. And in particular, you'll see a link. You know, they move around, so I can't say it's the first or second or tenth link. But if you look for a link where there's a picture of a shot of the blue planet from space, you know, a little thumbnail with a shot of the planet, that's the one that will key you into this particular video of uh, what is the world and what is forgiveness. And it's a 38-minute presentation that, for me, is one of the best that I've ever put together on a short introduction to how to engage in the technology of forgiveness. We invite you to look at it, share it with others, create the best year yet of your eternal life. It's an awesome gift to give the world. Blessings. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to MindShifters Radio's with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and myself, Jimmy Rice, 
as we present the Internal Aramaic Process of Forgiveness. We are here every Monday through Friday from 1 to 2 o'clock Eastern Time on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael, myself, or Aramaic Forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. That's www.whyagain.org.